welcome to Subcon Serenade Episode 6, a video game music podcast. I'm Leland Radburn. I'm Vincent Bondi. <laughs> how you doing, dude? <laughs> I'm good, other dude. Um, how, how, how have you been? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm great, especially, you know, listening to the awesome ska sounds from Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra, the people who brought, uh, the people who had the music from Incredible Crisis, which, I, I don't know, I don't know how many people are familiar with Incredible Crisis, it's, uh, it was a PlayStation oh, yeah. title, definitely a little bit, little, little obscure, little niche, but, oh man, if you, if you can, if you can get your hands on hands on a copy, it's it's still pretty fun to this day. Uh, just getting through the different mm-hmm. scenarios in it. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do you want to go over the the premise there? Uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 premise is, uh, you are kind of your uh, typical Japanese family, I guess you could say. You've got the you've got the dad who's a salary man, the doting mom who's also kind of like an action mom who does a lot of, you know, she does all. You know, she's an action mom, um, always wearing her apron. You've got the uh, little son who's got his little short shorts and his little bowl cut. He seriously looks like he's from a Gamera movie. Uh, you've got the sister who's, uh, you know, you know, the, the teenage girl who's talking on cell phones and hanging out with her friends and up on fashion and stuff. And you are trying to get home uh, for your grandmother's birthday... And what happens is that all four family members go through a series of mini-games in almost like a Rube Goldberg craziness. Like, Taneo, the father, uh, starts off with, like, you know, stretching and doing, like, the morning, you know, workout at, at work. And, uh, you know, he's warming up for the day. And then the giant, uh, this giant, like, globe, think like the globe from the Daily Planet, crashes through the window, so he's got to run down the hallway and, like, run away from that. That's another mini-game. Then he's got to balance on, like, a like a pole, like a, like a flagpole, so he won't fall. And then he's in an elevator, and then he's in an ambulance. It's just chaos for every single family member. It's like and the, it's like it's the just... third act. It's like the third act sequence in like an earlier Jean-Pierre Jeunet film, where just like every possible <laughs> element like just comes together in this bizarre climax, which the game does too. Every every new level was a new situation. Like it it, it follows uh-huh. each each family member through a series of these mishaps that usually kind of come together and then intersect with someone else's at at, at one point or another, but. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it, every subsequent chapter was just like, what? Why is this happening now? Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, now it's like now, now you're the mom, uh, like lands in a military base, and she's like, oh no, I'm late. I've got to get home. So she jumps in an F-15, and there's a flying mini game where you have to like fly through like bay doors so you don't blow up, and then you have to fight a gigantic teddy bear, and it's just. Like there's there's giant te- alien teddy bears. There's an alien UFO. Uh, there is a bank heist. Um, there's a part where you have to uh, decode uh, like something on the side of like a, a, like a trophy to get like a code because you're like captured by the bank robbers and then you have to run away from the bank robbers. Uh, the sun is shrunk down like super tiny, like to the size of an ant, and he's out in the yard and he's got to do crazy activities. I mean, basically, it's just basically what Leland's <laughs> just given you is like a, a complete playthrough of the game without any video. <laughs> so you're welcome. 
Um, I think we should listen to more music from the game, just as, you know, as long as they're going to be building this intricate visual picture from your extensive description of this game. I, I, I couldn't help myself. You just, it, it, all, <laughs> no, I know. just play the game. You get caught up because you're like, and then this happens, and then, oh my god, you're not going to believe it, because then... You know, yeah. I, 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 That's I how it. the game feels, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's listen to some uh, more sweet tunes from Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra. Uh, three tracks, and we'll be back, folks. Bye. <laughs>
that final track, the Taneo Dance Fever, that is the first track that plays in the minigame and really sets the tone for the rest of the game. That's the one where you're you're working out and stretching. And it, all it is is just like a game of Simon. But those parts where the music just takes off and go, goes wild, you have to, like, button mash and you, like, fill up this crazy meter and then your character just busts out in this awesome, like, musical dance number and the whole area around you is like a discotheque. It's just... It just gets you so excited to play this goofy game. It's all the fun of a um, synchronized dance sequence without any of the physical mm-hmm. labor of a synchronized dance sequence. But your fingers will hurt. You were talking about in the break how... Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, so, so you follow, you know, there, there are several chapters following each member of the family. And yeah. the, the fathers... I, I mean, the fathers is far and away the most... I mean, it's probably because it's just that right blend of, like, difficulty and and oddness and just, you know, there, there are definitely some fresh surprises in each character's oh, yeah. arc, but that first one is definitely the one that stands out, especially because for the longest time, we couldn't, I couldn't get much further than, than his story. But I, right. by the time you get to the, the sister, I think the sister is the, the last person you follow yeah it's it's brother sister are the last one you're yeah. just you're just haggard you're just, like you're just worn out from all of these like, some synchronized of, some of games, dance sequences were... that you've had to play through and you're just like oh god no more um, there's many games that require yeah. math uh weighing stuff uh, uh following patterns uh twitch reflexes button mashing uh, oh, uh, looking of uh, uh, memorization. So your every sense, every part of your brain, like you're shifting gears so much, and you're also having to do like, you know, twitch reflex button pushing, that you are a complete wreck by the time that you finish that game. It doesn't help either that by the time that the sister chapter rolls around, you're repeating a lot of the games. Like there's a That's lot true. of just copycat games. Yeah. Same with the 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 brother too. He repeats a lot of the the father games, and the sister repeat, repeats a lot of the father games too. Where you're just like, are, are are you serious? I have to play this game again. You couldn't have put something else in here. That's that's probably the weakest thing I would say that Incredible Crisis uh, has going on is that it starts so strong, and then it goes okay, and then it just gets repetitious, and you're just like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm it done, definitely, man. I'm, it's, I'm worn it's out. definitely one of the... It's definitely one of the uh, most... What's the word I'm looking for? It's one of the most uneven gameplay experiences, I think, of the games that we're going to discuss today. But in um, difficulty, and yeah, it is definitely. Quality. It was definitely a rewarding experience, though. I'm really glad I got through the whole thing, just because watching that story unfold was a hoot. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, I, so it's on the original PlayStation, so I imagine that it'd be somewhat challenging at this point for someone to, to go back and play it. I, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. on any next gen downloadable form or no i don't think it is it's only on the disc but um (laughs) if you if you can you know if you can just pull up like a playthrough really it's just it's kind of a hoot just to watch really i i'd probably have more fun watching someone else play it than playing it myself not to lie i hate watching other people play games i want to play them (laughs) 
if anything, you want to keep playing the game because you're like, what what crazy thing's gonna happen next? What completely unbelievable thing's gonna happen to my character? And what crazy situation am I going to get into next? And that's like that's a great driving force in that game. That you're like, w what's gonna happen to my my character? Oh, I hope they don't get hurt. Oh no, more madcap. Yeah. This. Ah. <laughs> I'm taking the disc out though. I don't want to play any more Incredible Crisis. I want to play another game, new game. Okay. I don't know why I'm blowing on the disc. I'm throwing the disc across the room. Bye game, bye Incredible Crisis. Goodbye forever. Uh, <laughs> let's play another. Uh, let's play another great. Let's play another pretty good game. Um, you know, pretty much a, <laughs> a pretty glorified good game. Simon. Let's play a pretty good game. Yeah, it's a pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, let's play a pretty good game. Pretty much a glorified. Uh, you remember the old Simon game, uh, Space Channel Five. G uh, give me a pitch. I'm giving. I'm giving you the pitch. You give me the pitch of the game, yeah. Uh, okay, alright. Uh, so, yeah, you're space reporter, ooh-la-la, and you're reporting live from somewhere in this weird 60s retro future, and aliens show up, and they're shooting all the people with these weird beams that are making them dance uncontrollably, and you have to <laughs> save them with dances of your own. And what follows is then you you walk through these these various futuristic settings and y you periodically stop and do these dancing set pieces and save mm -hmm. the people. And as you go, you save these people and more and more of them are following behind you. And, and so you have this theme that's playing as you go throughout the game and it builds in complexity with the, the growing crowd that's walking behind you. So... Again, there's that, that fun kind of just, you know, like just watching like your little space lady just strut through like a futuristic space mall with a bunch of other people who are like wearing like <laughs> space suits and like weird little like jetpacks and that, that like, awesome like 60s, early 70s jet age sort of look. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that. It really, it really, it really feeds that desire that I know every human being has where they want sometime in their life to have a spontaneous musical number. That's what that game this this is what this game does. Cause you're just like, oh, there's a there's like three people dancing behind me. Oh, I saved a few more. Now there's like a crowd following me and you're just like strutting down, shooting aliens. Pretty much the gameplay is Simon. You're just you're following what the character says and uh, you know, saving people with certain actions, up, down, left, right, um one is to shoot one one command is like to shoot aliens so you can like you know blow them away and then the other command is to like you shoot like a love ray or something like that and that saves the people so it's like a different button in input and yeah just just great big bombastic music that plays throughout it that just pumps you up in for a big musical number it i it's it's it was a great uh it was a great kind of launch title that I for uh, the Dreamcast that I wish would have gotten a lot more attention. People know about it, but it, it kind of it kind of came and went, which was a little disappointing. Um, it did get a sequel though, and yeah, um, Space Channel. We're six. going to Space Channel <laughs> Space Channel uh, fifty five and a third. Uh, we are going to listen to some of this music. Oh yeah, I guess we should say what the the main theme of Space Channel 5 is. The main theme's kind of interesting because it's an older song that kind of just that got plucked out of plucked out of the world and then placed in this game. I, I, I associate it directly with Space Channel 5 now. I can't imagine what... Me too. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine hearing it out of its context and not immediately going back to this. Yeah. Song called Mexican Flyer. I, I can't remember now who did the original. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't have it up either. <laughs> well, and you know, what's really Sorry. sad is for the longest time I thought Mexican Flyer was the name of the band, which it's not. The band. It's not. Uh, it's, oh, it's Ken Woodman. Something, that's, something that's in Piccadilly. Ken that's Woodman right. Piccadilly Bass. Which is, a, which is so 60s. <laughs> no, Piccadilly Bass? Yeah, I, Please, Vince. Piccadilly Brass. I oh, can read. Brass, yeah. I can read things. <laughs> You're an intelligent human being, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, I always associated with this. Game. I thought it was made specifically for this game. I never thought it was like from an older track. But yeah, this—it's the theme of the game, and it just—it's peppered throughout it. It always creeps up, usually near the end of a number. Like it'll cut back into this song. Um, just an awesome, awesome song. That's just like you want to be strutting down the walkway to this song. Yeah, a lot of the rest of it's kind of like J Poppy and uh, and um, oh, discoy, just big band. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I tend to prefer the big band stuff to the to the J-pop stuff in this case. It's just because the the pop stuff is just a little sort of meant for me. But um, yeah, that 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 main track that fuels the the core game mm-hmm. is the best. Oh, it's and, so good! Oh, it's so good! And we should play it. Let's play it. Let's stop talking about it and just play it. Yeah, let's play it. Let's yeah, play let's play
Channel 5. Channel 5. Yeah, all that music just invokes like a like the, the big brassy feel of almost like a of like like almost like a spy movie of just all those great 60s things. We were talking about the Venture Brothers too, how it sounds like a lot like that music too. Yeah, just fun fun musical but like that swinging big band jazzy stuff. Yeah, getting the truth in particular just to, to touch on that spy kind of vibe. Um, yeah. Getting the truth also sounded like something you would have heard in Cowboy Bebop. Uh, a, oh, totally. A, a show with a phenomenal soundtrack, but uh, it was one of those mm-hmm. that feels right at, at home there. But yeah, it you know, eclectic music uh, from Space Channel 5 and a lot of fun. Just a game that it really was a game that was primarily designed. To, it, it, it is a real like pick up and play game. It doesn't it doesn't take that long to like understand how it's played. You're like, oh, it's like I was saying. It was like it's it's just like Simon. And when you're accompanied with this like great music to it, it's just yeah, it's just oh, it's just fun. It's one of the commercials fun. where you, you, like you were just like, who is this? What is happening? Like this lady's dancing uh-huh. around, and now she's shooting aliens, and then she's like, I don't know, like just like leaning and, and into she, the camera and being like, ah, we're we're playing a game, haha, teehee, bye, Space Channel Five, it's thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh gosh, that terrible, terrible Dreamcast, uh, like advertisement, like it's campaign, thinking. where it was all of them about yeah, killing you, <laughs> where they were all like, they were in this gigantic rave. And there was, like, Sonic was, like, you know, playing records, being a DJ and stuff, and Ulala was there, and a bunch of, like, basketball players were hanging out, too. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was weird. It's it's cool that, that Space Channel 5 eventually uh, came out on PlayStation 2 as a double pack, where you could play Space Channel, uh, you know, the first Space Channel 5, and then Space Channel 5 Part 2. It was, like, the only way that you could play it was on PlayStation 2. And something that's great about... Space Channel 5 as well, is uh, Michael Jackson. Space Michael. Space Michael. Michael Jackson's in the game. He's in the game. <laughs> yeah. We're friends, Ulala. Now let's do some dancing. Now let's save the universe with our dance moves. <laughs> and then they do. save the universe. And then they do. Yeah. Well, actually, I think at first Space Michael's in trouble. I think you have to rescue Space Michael. And yeah, it's like he's in trouble. Michael both Jackson, in, I think he's in... model wearing a silver spacey jumpsuit, and and Michael Jackson uh-huh. voiced him. It was adorable. Yeah, I guess the I guess like he had heard about the game somehow, um, and as the game was like being made, the creator was like heard like like oh Michael Jackson wants to talk to him, and the guy was like who's Michael Jackson. Oh, the Michael Jackson? Oh, hell yeah. We'll put him in there. <laughs> not, and, and, <laughs> not Michael Jackson from, like, Lansing, Michigan. Just wanted to come by and am, see our little operation. Am, uh, hey, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm Michael Jackson. What do you want from me? It's just my name. <laughs> I, I do the moonwalk. Check it out. Oh, my knee. <laughs> oh, Space Michael. Oh, Space Channel 5. Yeah, uh, I think that's a downloadable... I think you can download that on 360. That is a that is one that's been remastered. Oh really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Like when Sega when Sega was like having a bunch of their titles uh, available for digital download, they uh, kind of came out with like a like I think they came up with like a few Sonic games, uh, some Sega classic collections, 
and uh, they came up with like you know Jet Set Radio and uh, Space Channel 5 was on there too so yeah I'm pretty sure you can find Space Channel 5 if not for Dreamcast or PlayStation 2 you could download it I want to say that it's also for I think it's for Steam I want to say or at least uh, it's for PC no it is yeah it there. I just realized I, cool. I think I have it <laughs> so I've, yeah. I've now gotten Check it I've out. now brought that game like three times <laughs> it's a, it's a you know it's so cheap like it's 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 true it's a really cheap game well, so yeah those, you're not losing anything it's one of those I just it's 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 a good one to have it's just one of those games I, I mean really I would consider all of these games to be pretty significant but of those of of the of the three that we're covering I'd say Space Channel Five is probably I mean I don't I don't know our our next one our our next one was a a, a pretty a pretty big oh, yeah. sort of underground deal uh, for a while too but yeah there was something mm-hmm. really special about Space Channel 5 like right at that you know like that that weird Dreamcast time where who knows was, what was happening was just... there right yeah, yeah the, the, that system was such a excuse me oh burping pardon me <laughs> yeah that system was like a really special thing and I remember when it first launched as ridiculous as that cam- campaign was um Space Channel 5 just stood out because it was like, whoa, here's something totally different. Yeah. Here's something that's not shooting or platforming. Here's a fun dance game. Yeah. Play it. It's, it, it, we need more of that. Um, there was nothing like that on any other console that I knew of. No, no. That was something that was really cool about the Dreamcast. That's why the Dreamcast is like so revered by so many people. They're just like, they're like, oh, the Dreamcast is like such a great system. And it's like, I agree a little bit with that because it has, you know, awesome fighters. But it's just, it has a bunch of unusual titles. We were talking Power Stone earlier. Yeah. That's a great title. Although, I, you know, now um, that I'm thinking about what I just said, I, I, I need to amend my statement. Because I was like, oh, there's no other games like that. But, like, then I'm thinking, like, there was Parappa the Rappa and Unjammer and yeah, I mean, like there were definitely a few of those games floating around on other consoles too around that time. But yeah, I don't know. Space yeah, Channel true. Five definitely had a personality all its own. Yeah, happy, fun, bubbling retro big band musical number that you get to interact with. Super fun. Uh, the next title that we're talking about was a budget title that was created for like under a million dollars I guess so like talk about a cheap game to make yeah I, I find that much money in my couch cushions <laughs> all the time oh, just found a million bucks um, Katamari Damashi a fun fun game that I remember I, I think I was there with you the day that you were playing it and this is when you were you know you were living in Beaverton you were living in an apartment and I just remember this game starting up and thinking to myself, I was like, this is this is something really special. Like it's so it's like it's got such a cool look to it. It's it's really simple. I remember uh, I remember reading about it and then just being like, I need to go get a copy of that now and then calling GameStop and they had yep. like one copy left and we just like went and picked it up and it was uh, yeah, like I was there bucks. with you. And like shortly yeah, after, you couldn't find it title. anywhere for a while until they like nope. did another run of them because the, because mm-hmm. they just they had done so well. Uh, but yeah, the game just unapologetically weird and cute and fun. Uh, it's somewhat different from the last two games in as much as that the music it, the, the oh, music doesn't so. so much drive the gameplay, but to my mind, like the the music thematically is so is is. It definitely stands alongside these other two games, and 
I, I can't imagine. I mean, it's 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 inextricable from the rest of the game for me. Like I can't imagine that game with any other music. Um, no, and again, no, just I could Fun, boisterous. Oh, yeah. Uh, the music was actually kind of in response to music at the time, which was like heavy rock or big orchestra or you know thumping techno. It was more of like, oh, we're gonna put a lot more traditional and cla- and not classical, traditional kind of big bandy sort of jazzy stuff in here, and they were given sort of like, yeah, make, make up what you want, go, go, you know, do do whatever you want, and all these you know voice actors were brought in that and and they were all matched with the music, and you just got this fantastic soundtrack, just this nice eclectic group of music and out of that we got a theme that is i would put in the pantheon the this theme that we're going to lead in into for our final set i would put it up with the super mario brothers track i would put it up with the theme i would put it up with you know zelda theme like the theme for katamari is so easy to hum it's it's it plays right on the intro screen um it's so infectious you want to sing along with it all the time yeah Oh, oh, all the time. And, and, and real quick before we get into it, um, we're playing the short version of this one, but I remember when you and me, and I think it was Megan, a friend of ours, we went up to Seattle, we went up to a comic convention, and you made a mix CD, <laughs> and you put on like the 17-minute version it is of this long. song. It is long. This whole set's going to be a little bit long, uh, but it's worth every second, because... All these three tracks... Oh, well, actually, it's just going to be two tracks. Um, so not terribly long. Yeah. But yeah, these two tracks are great. Um, a bunch of sequels came out for uh, Katamari Damashi that are pretty darn good, too. I'd say one and two, check them out. The rest are good, but they kind of, you know, once you kind of have this this game going on of, like, essentially a snowball simulator, it's the same thing almost every time, so you're not really going to change yeah. it up too much. Although, real quick, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over the premise of this game because I feel like we kind of oh, we, yeah. we 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 didn't really we didn't really share this one so much <laughs> as the others. But basically, the premise right. of the first game is that the, the the king of the cosmos, who's who he himself is the size of a planet, this this massive ridiculous being. Goes, he's, he's he's gotten a little drunk, and um, in his in his binge drinking fueled stumble, ends up inadvertently <laughs> wiping out all of the other stars in the sky. Like just like keeps knocking into all of them, just shattered, broken stars and and planets all over. Um, yep. So he gets his <laughs> tiny little son prince to go with a little magical mm-hmm. sticky ball to roll up as many objects on earth as possible and then launch them into space so they get mushed into new stars <laughs> and so you're restoring you s- all of the destroyed constellations that your drunk dad annihilated <laughs> mm-hmm. with all of the crap all the stars on earth but yeah with all the well, all the junk uh katamari damashi uh, kind of translates roughly translates to clump soul <laughs> and you're just you're you're starting off as super super small i mean your character is really small but you start off uh like with paper clips and then you move to like you know mice and candy 
and then a toy car, and then a boot, and then like a giant box. You keep snowballing and collecting more things, and you're just causing all of this fun chaos and destroying all the people's lives around you, just scooping them up. Yeah, and, soon you're uh, rolling up people and their cars and yep. their houses and then <laughs> dogs, like, yeah, buildings, towers, whales, mountains. <laughs> Eventually, you just you're, you roll up the entire earth. Yeah, but hey, the stars yeah. are back. And yeah, the stars are back. You've destroyed all of you know life on Earth, but yeah, the stars and the moon are back. Small yeah. price to yeah, pay. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's just imagine doing all that let's get kind of it. stuff while you listen to this.
to Wally, do your best. Alright. Go, go, That could be our intro right there. Yeah. We're already back, baby. That music's just so Oh, you can't help but just like once you hear Katamari on the Rock, the first track we came in with, just the theme is just it just it will never leave your head. Like I was saying, it was just it's one of the best video game themes ever. It's so good. I I could listen to it forever. Uh, I was gonna say you should put in the background the the song that plays like before the game even starts just where it's just the guy on his own just (laughs) yeah oh it's oh it's it's going in it's going in that was uh i think like the composer of it um if i could find it right here i swear i got the thingy right here he was just humming it like he was like he just like randomly he's like oh yeah that, that that oh yeah you miyaki uh, Miyaki? Yeah, that's it. Uh, he was just like, like, you see, just like, it just came to him. It was just like, oh, that's, that's the theme. And that, and that him humming on the mic in the intro, that's just, that was him just messing around. Just like, and they, and they put that in as a track. And the thing I love about that main menu and that track is that it's, it's the Namco symbol. So it's like, it shows you who made the game and the prince rolls the ball onto the screen. And then when you select the file, he rolls the ball over the Namco logo and picks up part of it. The game instantly tells you what it's going to be about. I just, oh, it's such good design. Mixed with an awesome, like, cute character and fun music. And, oh, it's just so good. You just listen to it and play it. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I remember playing this game with you, and we were having so many moments of just like this is fantastic, like this this game is so easy, but this music, man, oh man, I still I still use a, a sound clip from that game uh, as your ringtone when you call me. Actually, <laughs> what, what what is it? I'll, all the, I'll all put the that weird in too. noises that all like the people make when you pick them up. But there's that one. And I think you know which one. <laughs> oh! It's the kid <laughs> on the tricycle <laughs> with like the the cone hat. <laughs> I'm sorry. And whenever you pick him up, he's like, And that's every time you call me, if I have my ringer on, that's what plays as you call. I'm dying. And it's only it's only when you call. It's it's only your ring is every time. Yeah. Well, there, like all the things that you pick up, everything makes a sound when you pick it up with your katamari. Like all the all the all the buildings are all like like all the office buildings are just like ah! people screaming and and it's fax machines so and phones great. going off. <laughs> you're, like, you're just like you don't you, like you're like oh my gosh I'm destroying all these people's lives. But then in the cutscenes, it's the king of the cosmos that I guess says that. That, oh, all these people are fine. They love it. It feels good. Like, they love being part of this Katamari. It's so great. And now great. I'm going to shoot them so off great. into space. <laughs> they love being rolled up and then compressed into star meat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's such a... If, if you're going to check out any of these games that we were talking about, um, Incredible Crisis, 
fun. Space Channel 5, fun as well. But hands down, you have to check out Katamari Damashi. Like, check it out. It's... Oh, it's fun. It's easily oh, it's the so most... Good. It's easily the most playable out of those three games. Um, yep. I, I still like going back to that game. Yeah, it's and, and the cool thing is is that it, it just it just uses the two analog sticks. I don't think it uses anything else. I might use like I think in later games they kinda gave like a look option where you could hold like the shoulder button or something, but nope. it's just dumb control. Yeah, the controls are super simple. Um Oh, and and you just love seeing how how many more things you can pick up and make your Katamari bigger and all the goofy sound effects and and just the thumping, cute, adorable, jazzy, fun music of Katamari. All, all the all the music's great in all the games. Um, yeah, I think you can. Um, I think it's heck. It's digital. It's on PlayStation Two. It's on 360. Uh, it's on iOS. It's on Android. It's on Vita. It's on PlayStation Three. Yeah. No excuses, folks. I'm shaking a finger at you. If you don't play this game, I'm gonna... I won't, I won't do that. <laughs> no. No. Well, we did it. Again. We did... God, how do we How do we do this every time? It's We're just too good. We're, we're gonna have to stop. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I think, uh... Just like last time, this this is the last one, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you this. You have to warn me. If I'm, we're gonna do another one, you just just say no. I just no. You have to do that. In, I just think sorry, if we do on. if we do another one, we need to do it mm-hmm. better. <laughs> Let's do the next one better. Let's. So we've shown we've shown our listeners what it's like when we're not. You know, when, like when we're just phoning it in and we're just not really doing a very good job. Let's let's show them what it's like next time, like when we when we're actually trying. Let's do that. Don't tell them that we phoned this one in. <laughs> that's between you and me. That's the that's the, okay. Well, I got a title. I got a title now. Yeah. What's the, what's the title? <laughs> phoning it in. Phoning it in. All right. Guess guess we're committing to that. <laughs> All right, let's get the heck out of here. Let's end it with uh, the final track uh, that plays... Uh, the final track from Katamari Damashi that plays during the ending credits. Uh, just so ending... It's that big ending credits song. And I love that during the rolling credits, you are the Prince of Space, and it's a real zoomed-out view of the Earth. And you're just rolling up every single country on the planet. And it just keeps zooming out and zooming out. And you get this little meter off to the right. And you can see every single country that'll pop up that you're collecting. And you're just like, I'm just scooping up the whole world during the ending credits. During this great, like, ending song. Yeah, it's a fun little interactive closer. It's a good way to trick the kids into looking at the credits. (laughs) It is. I love any game that can that can have like a game after the game. That's such a nice little thing that Namco I want, does. I, at this point, as a gamer, I want I want that in every game. Like I I, I whenever I see a game with like long cutscenes where you're just sitting there watching it, I'm like, nope, no. We'll get like get I don't. This. 
I don't want to. It's if I if I want to watch a movie, I'll watch a movie. But like, if I'm playing a game, like I understand. Like sometimes you need to have the cutscene to carry the story on. But like, there's so many yeah. games where like the cutscenes drive it, and it it it. it it makes me it makes me bonkers. It makes my face go red. Yep. Yeah, when you're when you're not interacting with the game and you're just watching something, it's not really a game. Namco actually has the I guess patent or copyright on having a game playing during a load screen. Really? That's why you would only only see it in Namco. Yeah. But that just that patent ran out recently. Like Good, not that long ago. That's so lame. now people yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. But yeah, all, all the Namco games would have like a little mini game. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure Ridge Racer had one. There were a few. I think there was like a few older titles that had it too. But it was like that patent f- that Namco had, where it was like, nope, only we can do this. It's kind of like how Nintendo has the uh, insanity meter in what is it? Uh, Eternal Darkness. They, like that's theirs. They patented like, that. Like that's that's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said it. Like, they, well, they patented that. They patented um. that. <laughs> Well, That's, the reason that wow. nobody like nobody like sues each other, and I mean, my, this is my theory. The reason that nobody's like, no, 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 you can't use that. That's ours. Is because everybody uses everybody else's things, and nobody wants to like open the floodgates of like lawsuits of different companies using different game things. Because it's like, how can you like that'd be so much freaking paperwork? Yeah, Ridiculous. you wouldn't want everybody being able to do the same cool things in their games. Like someone might do it better <laughs> than you. <laughs> <sighs> All right, yeah. Let's get out of here with an awesome track. Uh, later, folks.
Look, I'm I'm really sorry about this. Leland Leland just just really phoned it in. He really phoned it in this week and I'm sorry. I don't know what was going on. I think I think he's going through some stuff and it's coming out in a really bad way. He's crying <laughs> this a lot. Great, though. I'm sorry this episode he's just, wasn't good enough. He's limp and hard to manage. Uh, it'll be better next time, I promise. <laughs> no, no, it won't. It won't be better. 